up? We're back. It's Wednesday. We're getting weird, shedding some light on a new topic. Michael, how you doing? Well, I don't know if you can tell by my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather. Don't have the COVID, though, so that's always a good thing. But uh, I'm, I'm battling through it for the podcast here. That's the synopsis of how I'm doing. What does under the weather mean? Uh, I'm not sick. You know, I refuse to get sick. Thank you, thank you, Sierra. I know it fucking means sick. I meant like, where did we get that from? Like, why does it? Why does under the weather mean sick? Because like when you're above the weather. But what if the weather's like sunny? Like it's a it's a it's a beautiful day out. It's 85 and sunny, and you're under the weather. That's like 70 and sunny. It's still good. No, no, because when you're above the weather, you're like an airplane. Like you flew up through the clouds. Yeah, but, so all the weather is under you. So no matter what the weather is up there, it's always good. Okay, so then, but then technically. We're always under the weather. Yeah. So then why does it mean sick? Why not? It would just it should just mean normal. Like I'm under the weather today. It's every day. So what, what, what would you propose then as I'm in the dumps. I'm in the d- <laughs> I'm down in the dumps. I'm in that's, the dumps that's today. That's already a phrase. Nah, like down I'm, in the dumps. Yeah, but like I'm in the dumps means like I'm sick. But like down I'm, in the I, dumps I feel is when you're sad. Yeah, but if you're if you're in the dumps, you feel like garbage. There's an explanation right there. Come on, it's better than under the weather. I'm I'm doing a quick fact check. Here. I think I might have just fucking came up with something. Under the weather meaning. Oh, this one just says slightly unwell or in low spirits. Yep. See, maybe we'll get into that on a different weird Wednesday. Yeah. Alas, different topic. Alas. Talking, we're talking something else. Ahoy, <laughs> Gibby, Gibby. We're talking something else today. Probably today, a shorter episode, right? Probably, we'll kinda. Uh, today we're talking uh, coincidence. Well, like, what is a coincidence? Do you believe in coincidences, or do you believe that there is like something else going on? So, not a specific coincidence, but just coincidences in general. Okay, so it was a specific coincidence that sparked my idea for this. Okay. And I meant to talk about this coincidence on Monday's regular episode, but I didn't. And it actually kind of worked out. I forgot to talk about it on Monday, so it actually kind of worked out that we can do like a weird Wednesday on it. So now you just did, did a whole deep dive into yeah. coincidences. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's so do it. a coincidence is defined as a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent casual connection. Okay. So I feel like there's always kind of like two sides for our coincidences. There's the one side that's like everything happens for a reason, and then there's the other side which is like, eh, that's just like a random coincidence. You know? Agreed. So first of all, what side are you on? So that everything, it's one, everything happens for a reason, or two, there's some sort of weird connection? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's like everything happens for a reason, or it's like, oh, that was just random, but it's crazy that those two things happened. That's tough. I, uh, depending on what it is, I definitely, I think I lean more towards the second option, that uh, everything's random and it's just crazy that those two things happened. Yeah, so I'm like I'm like a eighty twenty on the side of 
I'm more leaning towards that's just like a crazy coincidence. Like it just, that's crazy that those two things happen. But then I do think there's like 20% of the time that's like, oh, that happened for like a reason. Yeah, I was going, I was saying, I was probably more like 70, 30, maybe 75, 25, something yeah. like that range. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm an 80, 20. And the first one that we're going to talk about, the reason I brought this up, the reason I wanted to talk about this, um, I this falls onto the 20% side. Okay. So... I and this is this is gonna be funny because it's tied into the past couple of podcasts, past like couple weeks of podcasts. So I talked about the team of destiny a lot. Oh yeah, the Atlanta Braves. So did you did you see this coincidence at all? I don't know. Depends on what the coincidence is. Well, it's a big. It's a like if you did if you know what I'm talking like you would know what I'm talking about right now if you if you have seen this. It was it went pretty viral on Twitter. It's pretty nuts. It's kind of crazy. It's like all of the above. Okay, so then explain it. So you haven't seen it then, correct? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, then you haven't seen it. Okay, Braves. I always said Team of Destiny. Uh, Hank Aaron passed away in 2021. Hank Aaron was a legendary player for the Atlanta Braves. To honor Hank Aaron, they cut a 44 into the grass in center field yeah because that's what he played center field yep he was number 44 he was one of the most influential players in braves history and in mlb history legend like i said hank aaron was number 44 when ronald acuna jr their center fielder got hurt the braves were 44 and 44 they won 44 games before the all-star break and they won 44 games after the all-star break they won the world series on the 44th week of the year and they played the whole season with 44 displayed in their center grass. Hey, let's go. I mean, you want to talk about the team that's of destiny. Time. That's a wild coincidence. I like that. I like that. So that's one that definitely, in my opinion, falls on like there. Like that's the 20% where yep, there's like I'm there's a you. bigger like cause. Of that. like, that's crazy. Yeah. And the year that he passes, like th- that's what happens to them. Like that's nuts. So then, also, we'll get into, so I basically looked up, and what this episode will be, is just the funniest and weirdest coincidences <laughs> that I could find. Okay. Okay. Did you look up the definition of coincidence? I read it to you at the beginning of the episode. So, thank you for listening. Oh, well, that's a uh, sick brain coming in. That a boy. Good, you want me to read it to you again? Yeah, yeah, give me a refresher. A coincidence is a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent casual connection. Okay, there we go. That's ringing a bell. Yep, because I definitely read it to you. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to start with sports, and then we're just going to go into random coincidences, like, okay. like crazy coincidences. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're starting in 1953, the Boston Red Sox. The number's 17 and 1. On June 17th, 1953, the Boston Red Sox beat the Detroit Tigers by a score of 17 to one. Hey, you know they're hoping for Detroit's hoping for a little better game the next day. Nope. Uh, one day after their 17 to one victory on the 17th of July, the Red Sox scored 17 runs again in one inning. What? So you want to talk what, like, the Tigers? These guys, I know the Tigers. So it was June seventeenth. They beat the Tigers seventeen to one. 
the day after, one day after the 17 to one victory on the 17th, they scored 17 runs in one inning. All right, that's pretty wild. Crazy coincidence. This one. Okay, so that one, that one, in my opinion, yeah. falls more on the just a random thing that happened that's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So this one, I had to throw this one in because it does a little bit of Notre Dame into it. Not that much, but it was just kind of funny. Uh, in 1994, the Niners drafted a defensive tackle, Bryant Young. Uh, the next season, they took a guy named Junior Bryant. So it's a bunch of the Bryants. Um, there was a bit of confusion because they had similar names. Uh, both were defensive linemen. Both played their entire careers with San Francisco. Both played college football at Notre Dame. Both were born in January, a year apart. Uh, and both almost didn't get a shot into the NFL because Bryant Young was drafted in the seventh round and Junior Bryant was drafted as an undrafted free agent. Okay, okay. So, you know. I like the story, the especially, Young. especially with the Notre Dame connection. But, again, I'm throwing that into the 70 to 80% of yeah. random occurrences. Yeah, okay. So then there was this thing that was called the Redskin Rule. For the Washington Redskins. Okay. Now the football team. Yeah. Uh, so for over a 60-year span, the result of the Redskins' final home game before a presidential election accurately predicted the result of an election. I've heard about this one. So between 1940 and 2000, if the Redskins won their last home game before the election, the party that won the previous election would win the next election and if they lost the challenging party's candidate would win <laughs> it went on for 60 years that's hilarious that's one of those things where like i don't believe this like that's like in the yeah. fall again false yeah. in the 80 where it's like for sure that just happens but like imagine that like you're going 60 years of like again i guess it's a 60 year total span but it's since it's every four, every four years, years right it's still like 15 elections they predicted yeah that's pretty good i mean that's insane that, like it's one of those things where it's like happens the first time in like 1940 and you're like you know what that's crazy then again like 44 and you're like all right well, this is getting a little weird <laughs> and then by the time it's like 1980 something you're like holy fuck dude they're on? still going yeah i also wonder who figured it out like who was like who put those two things together I love I love the the people who are that big into stats where it's like you know this player did this he's the only player to have done this ten games into his career when the team plays on a Dude, Tuesday yeah. and he shoots left handed. There's there's always the exception that's like yeah dude well you put on like nine different things <laughs> to fucking add on to that of course right. that he's the only guy. It's like he's the only guy that's you know he's six two. Uh, he's the only guy that's ever been 6'2 and done X, Y, and Z and also been predominantly left-handed and had a mother named uh, Marine. I, it's like, yeah, dude, you fucking made the parameters the smallest thing of all time. I may be the only person in a 100-mile radius to be wearing a black sweatshirt, drinking a Miller Lite with my left hand while kneeling on the floor and recording a podcast. I would almost guarantee that. Let's go, baby. I'm I'm a unicorn Is right that a now. weird coincidence? Who know. knows? We'll leave it up to you. Okay, next one. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Rays. Apparently, they are a magnet for perfect games. If you want to throw a perfect game, play the Rays. Maybe not. Oh. Maybe not as of recent years, but you know, in total, in like history, okay, they're the ones. So, perfect game. No hits. No walks. No nothing. Nobody on base. 
It's been accomplished 23 times in MLB history. So in the entire history of the major leagues, like over 100 years basically, there's been 23. That's wild. I feel like it should be more than that. No, I don't. I feel like that's like, I feel like that's still a lot. I've seen one, at least, out of 23 in the history of the MLB. Mark Burley? Yeah. I've seen two. Mark Burley and Dallas Braden on Mother's Day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Two in your lifetime? Two. Yeah. It's a good out amount. Out of the whole history of the MLB? That's not I a feel lot. like someone threw one this past year. There's like nine no-hitters this past year. Still wild. Okay. Again, going back to it, 23. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays have suffered, uh, th- they have been the re- on the receiving end of the perfect game three times. So first of all, just to put that in perspective, that's 13% of all perfect games they've had against them. Uh, not only did, have they had 13% of those perfect games thrown against them, uh, those three perfect games that they've had thrown against them happened in four years. <laughs> Between That's tough. 2009 and 2012. There's only been 23, and they've had a three thrown against them in a four-year span. Yeah, that's real tough. That's nuts. Like, that's like one of those things where it's like, maybe maybe someone's looking down spiting the rays a little bit. Yeah, being seriously. like, you fucking suck it, dude. They got an anti-Hank Aaron treatment. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that's just, it's tough. You know? It is what it is. All right, last sports one. We're talking about Frank Reich, who I believe is now the coach of Colts? Or he used to be the coach of the Colts. I don't know if he is or not. I know he's a coach in the NFL now. Yeah. Name sounds very familiar. I think he's still with the Colts. Don't okay. quote me on it, though. So, this is actually pretty crazy. In 1984, he was a backup quarterback. And he led the University of Miami back from being down 31 points to beat previously undefeated Miami. At this at the time of when he did this. Wait, 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 wait. Say those two teams. So he was on Maryland. Maryland. He led a 31-point okay. comeback okay. against I Miami. I could have sworn th- you said Miami twice. No. Nah. You're out of it today. I, go back and listen to the tape. Tell me you did not say Miami twice. I said Maryland. I don't you, also, you also didn't remember I read you a definition. I'm just saying. So I'm going to take my, take my prowess for it. Uh, so at the time, this was an NCAA record as the greatest comeback in college football history. So he goes on to the NFL. Nine years later, in 1993, he subbed in for an injured Jim Kelly, and he led the Buffalo Bills back from 32 points down to secure a playoff victory over the Oilers. And at the time, he had the greatest college football comeback ever, and has now led the greatest comeback in the history of professional football. Let's go! In in a nine year span, he took his team from thirty one points down in college and thirty two points down, leading the two biggest comebacks. How about that in that's college football time. and NFL history? Let's go! I mean, that's pretty nuts. That's just like, like that's that may be one where it's like, all right, he's got the he's almost got the clutch gene. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now we're just going to move on to, like, kind of crazy, yeah, crazy uh, coincidences that I could find. Okay, first one. Uh, National Geographic 
has the odds of being hit by a meteor as one in one one point six million. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's very small. I know, but it's still bigger than I was expecting. It's extremely small. So, you know, the to, to the odds to get hit are you know pretty much like slim to none. Yeah. Um. There was a family whose house got hit by a meteor with the last name Comet. No, as their last name. Oh, yeah, one tough. of the only houses to get hit by a meteor and their last name was comet that's 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 just predestiny yeah so uh it's pretty nuts okay next one uh john wilkes booth obviously infamously killed abraham lincoln yep uh john wilkes booth's brother saved abraham lincoln's son from dying what so you want to talk about something crazy pretty nuts learn something new yep so it was what happened was basically like abraham lincoln's son was leaning up against a stopped train and he nearly fall he like almost fell onto the tracks and edwin booth grabbed him and saved him shout out to edwin also kind of weird the same son of lincoln's witnessed three presidential assassinations So you want to just talk about, like, terrible, like, karma almost. It's not karma, but it's, like, terrible. Again, it's a coincidence. Yeah. Like, dude, fuck, man. Like, you get saved. Your dad was assassinated, and then you witnessed three assassinations. Was was Abraham Lincoln's one of those three or three additional? Um, Let me see. Uh, It was his dad. Oh, okay. Okay. So So two, two others. Wait, no. He wasn't there. Okay, so I guess they're, they're counting it as it because he, yeah, Abraham Lincoln didn't die at the theater. Yeah, he I got, got rushed. I so, got um, yeah, tough. Uh, next one. One woman survived the Titanic, the Britannic, and the Olympic shipwrecks. That person should never go on a fucking ship. I'd be, I'd, ever fucking again. I would retire from the water for she, the rest of my life. She got the nickname Miss Unsinkable. <laughs> maybe fly. but also fucking you are missinkable too because you're sinking all the fucking boats but she doesn't go down dude like i would do like i would ask for like can i see like the passenger manifest before i go on this boat like if this chick's on here like i'm fucking out of here wild dude like, that's I'm, wild i'm done I'm, i would be i'd be absolutely done okay um Okay, this this will be the last one we talk about because I just think like this one is like sad, but it's funny at the same time because I'm just trying to think of like how this would happen, and like just like I'm trying to put myself in these guys' shoes. So the first and last battles of the Civil War were fought next to the same man's property in different towns. So this motherfucker was living next to the first battle. It happened. He moved. And then the fucking last battle of the Civil War happened right next to him again. The the fact that he moved makes that story kind of funny. I thought you were just saying that he had two properties. Like he had like his normal house and then like a vacation house. Nope. He moved. He he used to live uh, like in like 
the northern northeastern part of Virginia and then moved like kind of like west in the Virginia and then so like it started over here four years like pretty much later he thought he was safe living over here and it's like nope fucking last battle right next to you too that's tough dude I mean he gets a front row seat to history I would not want to be in that history I wouldn't either but I'm just trying to find the positives here I just love like the idea of like you know what that was a bad first battle. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then he's like, to some safety. He's chilling for a couple of years, and then he's like, "Oh, holy fuck! You gotta be kidding me! They're coming back, <laughs> son of a bitch." <laughs> oh man, that's tough. That's just I don't know. It's a couple of crazy, crazy coincidences. I like those. You know, I like those. I think I think the Hank Aaron one to me is like one of those ones. It's like one of the coolest ones that we talked yeah. about. Yeah, and it's definitely one of those ones like you can't deny that like yeah. It was something more than just random coincidence. There was some divine intervention going exactly. on. Exactly. Exactly. It's so, crazy. Uh, let us know if you have any, or if you've witnessed any crazy coincidences. Uh, hit us up on social media. All the links are down in the description. Or, as I've mentioned in the past, leave us a voicemail. Also, link down in the description. Um, Jack, anything else on coincidences or... Coincidai. Coincidai. Whatever. Nope. No? All right. Well, that is where we are wrapping up this weird Wednesday. We will catch you all on Friday. Hope everyone has a great second half of the week. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.